0: what's up everyone is jlp the host of mastering single podcast coming to you with this brand new episode before i go straight to the episode i just wanted to acknowledge you all i just want you guys to know that i'm thinking of you that i'm praying for you i hope that the day was well but even if you did not have a good day even if you did not have a good week i do want you to know that if you bring your cares and burdens to the lord he is faithful to hear you out he is faithful to um, just bless you with his presence. He is faithful to encourage you in your lowest your lowest state. Even if you feel unmotivated, discouraged, God is there to pick you back up. And I'm especially talking to those um, who you know have seen the things that is just coming out in the news has been really making you feel uh, very uneasy. You know, you're seeing the same news It's like it's the same news, but a different name, especially I'm talking to my black brothers and sisters. The week for us has been very traumatic. Um, It has been very tiring and it has been very frustrating, to say the least, to just see the same things keep going on. And it seems like there's no change. It seems like even when there's a group of people who are speaking up for change it's as if they are being muted or is as if they're being purposely ignored. But I want you guys to understand that. Even though it seems like a group of people are being ignored, and for this I'm talking about the African American community, I want you to understand that God does not ignore you. God does not ignore us. God is aware of the state right now of the United States. He is aware of the state of every nation across the globe. And that there is also a day of judgment coming. I just want to say that again, there is also a day of judgment coming. And right now, God is just continuously giving people grace, giving all of us grace. But there is a time that comes where the grace of God will be expired. There's a time that's coming where the the, the door of grace will be shut closed. And so even if you feel like, you know, like nothing is changing in society, do know that God is aware of everything and that God is a God of love, but he is also a God of justice. And so we just want to also just, you know, mention um, the recent killing of Dante Wright. You know, who was a 19-year-old father, but unfortunately, he lost his life due to, you know, quote unquote, you know, the police officer saying that she um, she thought that she was, you know, reaching for the taser, but she ended up reaching for a gun that ended up taking the life of Dante Wright. And we just want to continue to um, keep his family, you know, in prayer. Um, That the Lord would encourage them because it's never an easy thing when a parent loses a child. No matter how old the child was, the child could have been a newborn baby. The child could have been, you know, an adult, a full adult. But it's always never easy for a mother to bury uh, their child. And so we're going to continue to just keep his family in prayer. And even... um, I believe even during the same day or perhaps very close, this all happened within the same uh, week or so, uh, there was an army lieutenant by the name of Karan Nazario who was stopped. He was stopped by policemen and he was in his car. He was being compliant, compliant, right? From my perspective, he was being compliant because I watched the video, uh, but the cops were saying he was not being compliant. He placed both of his hands up as a sign of surrender, but yet they still went ahead and, um, pepper sprayed him. Um, thankfully, you know, Karan Azario, he ended up suing the, um, suing the policeman and the policeman ended up, you know, getting fired. But something that is just so crazy to me is the fact that the, the police chief of that police department, um, said that, his men, you know, meaning the policemen handled that situation the best that they could. And he even said that there's no need to give uh, Karan Nazario an apology, which for me to say something like that as a police chief on national television clearly shows to me that, you know, you you, you are not fit to be a police chief. And if you were in that predicament, you could have even killed Karan Nazario. Um, and so that was very much so very shocking for me to see even uh, the journalists to not even say something about that saying what do you mean you're not even gonna apologize um, as you can see I am kind of frustrated about this foolishness because it is straight up foolishness uh, but I just want you guys to understand that the Lord is aware of it all y'all um, fight this battle on your knees like i said it's not enough for us to just speak up on social media it's not enough for us to just um go to change.com and to rock, to sign these petitions but we need to fight this battle in prayer we need to just really seek god about this um to seek god concerning the solution um that we need to see on display um to say once and for all enough is enough you know with racism and I feel like this has to be dealt with from the head, meaning I feel that the U.S. government really has to um, see this as a national crisis, just like, you know, we see COVID-19 um, as a national crisis. We need to see racism as a national crisis. If if even the CDC, right, if even the health, um, the health department of the U.S. is declaring uh, racism as a crisis. A, a, I think they said as a, a, a health crisis. If they themselves are declaring it a health crisis, I think it is time for even the US government to declare it a national crisis and it has to be dealt in that manner. Um, yeah, it has to be dealt in that manner. And I feel like every industry needs to be um, able to allow um, their staffs to be diverse, to allow Uh, their their guidelines to be welcoming to all groups of people um, and so forth and so enough said just want to go straight to the episode now thank you again for tuning in and uh, this is the finale y'all this is the finale of our series love versus less Uh, if you have been with us from the beginning thank you very much if not you are more than welcome to listen to our previous episodes in the series but tonight is a series finale and the title of tonight's episode is uh, Love is Both Taught and Is Intrinsic. I'm going to say this again. Love is both taught and is intrinsic. All right. And so the, uh, the verse that I want to focus on um, is Proverbs 22, verse 6. And then the second verse that I want to focus on is Ecclesiastes, verse 3 to 11. But before we go ahead to uh, those two verses... Um, I just want to say again, you know love is taught and is intrinsic. Now what's fascinating fascinated, excuse me fascinating to me um, is that although love is taught and is intrinsic, um, when it comes to hate now, I feel that hate is taught but is not intrinsic and I'll explain when someone is born right when, 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 a, when a baby, is welcomed in the world that baby is not born to hate you know um though we as people have a tendency to sin due to the fall of men that is recorded in genesis but when you see a baby right when a a child is growing up that child is not is not prone to sin you see that child is very uh, friendly that child is very welcoming i remember something i used to say um Something I used to say to to my mom uh, growing up, I used to say, you know, I've never seen, I've never seen like a child was able to differentiate a a, a black kid from a white kid. I remember when I was younger, um, even when it comes to gender as well. Like when I was young, when I would see somebody, I would just see you as a person. I didn't really um, focus to know if you were a girl or a boy. I didn't focus to know if you were black or white. Um, for me, you was a person. You was a person just like me, and I treated you as such. And so that's what I mean by that. I feel that uh, hate is is taught, but it's not intrinsic. Intrinsic means that it is it is an inward knowledge that you have. It, it isn't. Yeah, it is an inward knowledge that you have. Okay, so inwardly we we do not know hate. Like we we do not know how to hate when we first step. You know, when we first come into the world, and even as a child, even as a child that is five years old, you know, um, you don't you don't really um, entertain the thought of hate and hating somebody. Unless again, like unless again, like I said, you see uh, the people in, in that in that environment in their home is displaying um, hateful Ways, right? And so, even though the child is five years old, the child was innocent. But due to the fact that they see an adult is repeat, repetitively um, doing a certain action over and over again that is hateful, you know, by default they're gonna go ahead and just do whatever they see that adult is doing. Um, but intrinsically, you know, people, you know, they don't they don't have hate, right? They don't have hate. Um, when they first come into the to the world but down the line as they began to mature as they began to reason on their own even the bible tells us you know there's an age of maturity where we are able to know um what is sin and what is not sin so once that person reached that age of maturity um then they know how to differentiate hate and love but surprisingly every human being when they were born uh they weren't born um with the knowledge of hate and how to hate you know that is something that was taught to them um whether they whether we as a people would like to admit it or not that is a trait that was taught to them now love rather is taught and is intrinsic and these scriptures that we will be reading is going to be showing us how indeed love is taught and intrinsic the first one that we're going to be reading is proverbs 22 verse 6 so as you guys know, I'm always about the U version. So if you have the U version, go ahead and open your Bibles to Proverbs 22, verse 6. Um, and we're reading the New International Version of the scripture. It says in Proverbs 22, verse 6 Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. I'm going to read it again. Start children off in the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it just reading that scripture right proverbs 22 verse 6 we see here the power of uh, education we see here the power of teaching people people how to do the right things when the bible is saying you know start children off on the way they should go it is not it is not saying for you to you know to teach your children how to hate it is not saying for you to teach your children how to be a racist it is not saying for you uh to teach your children how to steal how to do all of these actions that goes against the will of god that goes against um true morality and so from there we see that love is taught it is true like love is taught Um, And we're going to see here, even in the case with Jesus, um, with his disciples. If you go to your Bible, right, and you turn it to John 13, verse 34 to 35, this is what Jesus says to his disciples. He says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. What I love about that, you know, is where he says, as I have loved you, as I have loved you. So love is an action, but at the same time, love is taught. Everything that Jesus uh, taught his disciples, he actually demonstrated to his disciples as well. He actually demonstrated every single thing he told his disciples to do, he also did, right before their very eyes. So love y'all, love is taught and is also intrinsic. And we know the way of the lord is loving and so if we could go back again to proverbs 22 verse 6 it's tell it's telling us start children off in the way they should go in what way do the lord does the lord himself want us to go the, the lord want us to go in the way of love the way of the lord is loving God in Genesis even commands his people to love him and love each other. Just like Jesus went ahead and said again to his disciples. He said, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. Now, how how is it then love is intrinsic? We talked about how love is taught. Now, how again is love intrinsic? If you open your Bibles to Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11, a portion of verse 11 says this. It says, he has also set eternity in the human heart i'm gonna say this again he has also set eternity in the human heart like we shared repeatedly in last week's episode y'all god is love and god has always existed throughout eternity he's the beginning and the end he is the fullness thereof therefore When it says God has set eternity in our hearts, this also means God has set also the things of eternity, the ways of eternity in our hearts. As we read in Corinthians, you know, it tells us that, you know, love remains, meaning love is eternal. Love comes from God and God is love like we shared in last week's episode, this is the only time where you would agree to say love is love if you are a believer, if you are a Christian. Because the world views love as being love is love, right? So love is love. It means like you could love whomever you want. It doesn't change what love is. Love is love. But the Bible tells us Love is God and God is love. This is the only time where love is love makes sense. All right. So it says here in in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 3, which we read last week as well. Paul says here, he says three remain faith, hope and love. But the greatest of all is love. The greatest of all is love. So my friends, love is eternal. God is love. The way of God is love. And so that tells us then love is intrinsic god has placed it in our hearts to be loving and to love although right back in genesis due to the fall of men because sin entered the world people now were prone, were prone to sin people still are prone to sin because we live in a fallen world still but however when jesus came in the picture He redeemed us from sin, like he redeemed us and he allowed us now to have full access to God, meaning full access to love. And he has given us full access to choose love and to walk in the ways of love. We have to be reminded, y'all, it was the love of God that brought humans into existence in the garden. It was the love of God that redeemed them after sin into the world. It is the love of God that keeps them until Christ's return. And it is the love of God that grants them eternal life. It is the love of God that grants us eternal life. And so, guys, love is taught and it's also intrinsic. And that's pretty amazing to me to see that love is taught and it's also intrinsic. And it's also fascinating to me to see that when it comes to hate, hate is just taught. Hate is just taught. And so anytime when you see someone is being hateful, anytime when you see someone is being racist to a certain group, they weren't born a racist. They were taught to be racist. They were taught to practice racism. Just like the Bible tells us as believers to walk in the ways of love, they were somehow, don't know when in life, but they were somehow convinced to walk in the ways of racism to walk in the ways of prejudice to walk in the ways of hate all right now a lot of us we understand the language of 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 spirituality we understand um that there is a physical world and there is a spiritual world and the bible tells us you know at the end of the day every problem you see in society anytime when you see there's hate there's evil or when you see someone is being hateful or doing the wrong things or even being hateful towards us, the Bible tells us it is not a battle against flesh and blood. And honestly, y'all, sometimes, even though I am a believer and I'm a Christian, sometimes <laughs> uh, when you see someone is purposely being hateful towards you, you feel like, no, man, it's, it's not the devil, it's you. Like, you, you need to, like, you know, get it together. But the Bible lets us know that it is not really them. Yes, they're the one that is uh, doing the action, you know? Like, for example, when you see somebody kill someone, you don't, you don't see an evil spirit there, but you literally see that person killing the other person. And so you're going to get upset at that person. You're going to say, you killed my friend. You killed my son. Uh, you killed my, my wife. You killed my husband. But, however, y'all, the Bible tells us, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Let's go ahead and read that scripture that says that. It's in Ephesians 6 verse 12. It says, y'all, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Everything has to do with the spiritual as well. So any times when you see there is injustice, like even when it comes to uh, police brutality, and when you keep seeing policemen are somehow killing uh, black men, there's a spiritual there's a spiritual war that is at work there. You know, it it, it doesn't happen by coincidence. It doesn't happen by chance. Uh, there there is a spirit at work to cause these things to happen in the manner that they're happening and to happen. In the way that they're happening, like, almost, it's like every single time we reach this season, you see there's something happening uh, between policemen and black Americans, right? It's like there's a pattern at work. And some people, when they hear certain things like this, they say, oh, my goodness, this is a conspiracy. No, 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 no. Like, it's the truth. The Bible itself tells us we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But of spiritual forces of evil and darkness darkness is at work darkness is at work there is a a, a spiritual force there is a principality at work that is causing a specific group of people to be hated a specific group of people also to be the one that is causing uh, uh the problem that is like when i'm saying causing the problem i'm meaning there is a principality at work that is causing specifically white police officers, to be the ones to kill black people, um, whether we would like to admit it or not, but that is the case. You know, Are we happy about this? Who would be happy about this? Of course not. Like I said before, sometimes even me as a believer, it's not always easy to be like, oh, I know I, I fight against flesh and blood. I don't fight against flesh and blood, excuse me, rather, but I fight against uh, principalities. This is a spiritual war you know, um, it doesn't make it easy for us to be like, okay, I get it. It's not them. It's, it's a spiritual force. It doesn't make it any easier for us. But however, it does open the eyes of our understanding to now, to now know how to uh, battle this, to now know how to be uh, successful at um, targeting the root of that situation. It is a great thing to try to reform certain industries such as the way people do policing in the US but at the same time it is a duty to for us as believers to battle this also on our knees to battle this in prayer and to ask God and say lord you know what do you what do you see needs to be done with this racial crisis in the United States this racism crisis in the United States because innocent lives are being lost there's so many blood on the hands of americans there is blood in the land just like there was blood shed right when cain kills his brother abel there is blood being shed in the land called the u.s what blood is being shed is not even the blood of their enemies it's not even blood of people from different nations that is being shed in their own land it's not that there was terrorists attacking americans but it is now americans attacking americans it is now americans hating americans black americans are also americans so if you're killing your own kind then what is the point here i don't understand but anyways let's stay focused though so ephesians 6 verse 12 it says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Okay. But now here's the question. Why are they fighting against us? The they I'm talking about is what Ephesians 6 verse 12 is telling us. We we have these principalities that is fighting against us. But why are they fighting against us? My friends, one of the reasons for the battle... Right? We get, again, that it's not a a matter of flesh and blood. But one of the reasons for the battle, one of the reasons for this battle is because the enemy and his forces that be, right, the principalities of evil and darkness, does not want for humans to walk in love. They don't want for humans to access God. They don't want humans to know that God loves them, that God created them, that God wants them to walk in righteousness. So the battle, it keeps humans from love. The battle is to keep humans from love. I'm going to say this again. The battle is to keep humans from love, which is God. God is love. So everything you see that's going on in society, whether it has to be with racism, whether it has to be with uh, uh, people bullying other people, whether it has to be with killings, whether it has to, whatever it is, the purpose of the battle, y'all, is to keep human beings from love, meaning to keep human beings from God, is to allow people to continuously be against God or to not serve God, to not know God, to not have access uh, to God, to choose rather to do things of this world rather than doing what God wants them to do, what God wants us as people to do. God created us, y'all, to worship him, but to also experience his love for us. Whenever you see people have hatred in their hearts, they don't have the, the love of God is not in them. And we learn this from 1 Corinthians chapter 13. It tells us over and over again, there is no wrong in love. You know, love has, has no wrong, right? There is no evil in love as well, right? And so... Anytime when you see people just willfully choosing to walk in hate, the love of God is not in them and they do not know God. They did not encounter God. That's what the Bible tells us all the time. The Bible says those who walk in love, in the ways of love, they know God and they are in God. But those who do not, they do not have the revelation of God. They are not in God. And that is the plan of the enemy. The enemy will do everything that he knows will keep people from the love of God. The enemy will do everything that he knows to do to keep people from worshiping God, to keep people from having the fullness of God and being, rather, also the people God created them to be. God created us to be a people that walked in love. The Bible even tells us if you are a believer of Jesus Christ, they will know you by the way you love one another. didn't say they will know you by the way you hate each other (laughs) and so like everything you see that's going down right now in society every type of sin every type of temptation that the enemy uses against people is to completely keep them from God's love is to keep them from walking in love walking in the ways of God and why is that well the enemy does not want people to access heaven The enemy does not want one human being to enter God's kingdom. Hmm. The enemy does not want one human being to enter God's kingdom. And the reason why he does all of this to to produce hate in society, to produce hate in the world, is because the enemy knows that whoever hates cannot enter in the kingdom of God. And the reason why whoever hates cannot enter the kingdom of God is because hate... Hate produces all types of evil. Hate produces jealousy. Hate produces racism. Hate produces envy. Hate produces murderers, thieves, liars, adulterers. Hate produces destruction and ultimately hate produces death. And death that actually, you know, is eternal as well. And so the enemy will always do everything he possibly can to just cause people to either hate themselves or to cause people to hate another group of people. Because, you know, if you are practicing hate, if you're walking in hate, that means you don't have the love of God. If you do not have the love of God, that means you're not in God. And if you're not in God, that means you're not safe. That means you are vulnerable to evil forces and powers, right, of the enemy. And that means as well that... Most likely you will not enter the kingdom of God. Because there's there's a level of hate in your heart. Right? And at the end of the day, if you do have hate in your heart. That will always cause you to do what? Produce a type of sin. And the Bible lets us know all sin. All sin could lead us to hell. The only way we can... Escape that, right? Escape eternal damnation. Escape this eternal, like, death, right? It's to confess our sins. But even confessing your sins without Christ is not enough. You have to recognize that Jesus came. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the one that allowed our sins to be forgiven. So that way we can have full covenantal relationship with the Father again. And we can have eternal life. Now, the reason why I wanted to share all of this with you guys is because I feel that as a society, we do not promote love the way that the Bible tells us love is. Society, like, think about it, y'all. Like, isn't it something that right now society, it seems as if they're promoting love is love, you know, they're promoting like love right or a type of love but although they're promoting love doesn't it seem interesting that even though they're doing all of this thing right there's more hatred than love in the world that should tell us something that should tell us whatever love propaganda that the world is promoting it's not a real love that produces righteousness it's not a real love that produces the fruit of the spirit which is again love self-control patience kindness Don't you think if there's an actual love at work in the world, there would be more kindness in the world. People would be more kind. But it's it's as if every single day people are becoming more mean, rude, nasty, bitter. And I truly believe it's because we are not walking in the love of God. We are walking in a love that people assume is love, but it's not love at all. The Bible tells us God is love. And so whatever type of definition of love you hear people in the world is saying is love, it is not love at all. And I feel at times whatever you see society is promoting to be positive is actually toxic to a certain degree. Without the revelation and knowledge of the word of God, which is truth, not, e- not just facts, but truth. God's word is the ultimate truth. And the reason why, again, I'm sharing this all with all of you is that I feel love must be taught. though it is intrinsic, like we said, love is taught. So I feel love must be taught, taught in the homes, taught in schools. I feel like we have to do better as a community, as a society, to teach to teach others how to love by demonstrating that love to them, right? Especially us as believers, we have a duty to express the love of God on the earth. But even if you're not a believer, I feel that you yourself, you know you, you know you know the difference between hate and love to a certain degree. And I feel like even if a child grows up in a house where unfortunately their parents do not teach them love or do not demonstrate love before them, maybe perhaps their parents is actually showing them hate, is actually training the ch- child in the ways of hate rather than love. By default, this child now, when they go into society, it's not their fault if they if they become a racist, it's not their fault if they uh, become a murderer. Yes, they should still be held accountable for their future actions, but in reality is a, is a sad reality because they were not given the ways of love. They were not grown in a household that nurtured love to them. Okay? And so what, what do we do about that that type of child? Like what do we do when there are a group of people or a group of children that grows up in a household that creates the problems that we have in society? What do we do? And so that is why I feel as well the school system should be a backup, a sort of backup parent to those type of children. Because unfortunately, the children did not ask to be born in a family that is a hateful family, a family that is a family filled with racist and prejud- prejudiced people. But I feel that if, that's, if, if the child now is in a school system, right, that teaches students love as a subject. Think about it, y'all. We go to school for the majority of our lives. They teach us pretty much every subject except the t- subject of love. You have you have students, y'all, in elementary school that are given sex education ch- um, courses, right? So you are able to teach them about, about that, but you're not able to teach them about love? I don't understand. And then, mind you, they teach us certain subjects that we never use in the real world. But yet, love is the only subject that is never out of date, that can never be expired. You won't need to know about love until the day that you die. Every single generation will never say, oh, I'm tired about learning love, I'm tired of love. No, love cannot be outdated, y'all. Because love is eternal. Love is the only thing that will last. And without love, what, what is the meaning of life as well? What is the meaning of life without love? What is the purpose for what we do without love? And it's so beautiful that the Bible lets us know in itself that God is love. So what, what is the meaning of life without love? Without walking in the ways of love? Nothing. And if there's no love, if there's not even a hint of love in society, then this society is destined to destruction anyways. And so, I don't know. What do you guys think about this new initiative? Like, do you think that for real, schools should teach love as a subject? Schools should teach love as a subject just like any subject that they are teaching the children now. And to be honest with you, that's a great investment. To teach students about love, love as a concept and a discipline. Think about what it would do to society. Think about what it would do to society. How positively it would it would you know affect society. Now, perhaps some of you guys are saying, "Well, JLP, do you think uh, if if school teaches students about love that this is going to you know cancel all the the, the problems in our world? Do you think it's going to make us live in a perfect world?" Of course not. (laughs) I'm not saying at all it's going to cancel all of our problems, but I am saying that it's going to lower the rate of bullying. It's going to lower the rate of injustice. It's going to lower the rate of killings, right? Murders being done in society. I, I believe it's going to do more good than harm. And I feel that we are reaching that state to do that, you know? If we're able to convince and encourage people to get vaccinated for their protection, right? To not have the coronavirus, then why not encourage and convince people to teach love in the schools so that way we could be more loving individuals in society? I don't know, maybe it's just me, but let me know what you think about this initiative. I feel like actually advocating this So if you think it's a great initiative, let me know on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at at is underscore underscore JLP. You can go ahead and like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash JLP network, because I would really love to hear your perspective. If you love this episode, if you feel like this episode has been greatly of a benefit to you. Go ahead and leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts and share it with your friends. Share it with someone that you know that would love to hear this perspective. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, all things are possible in Christ Jesus. It was JLP. Until next time, peace out. Take care.